Hey. 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 Hi. Hello. How's it going? We in this. <laughs> so, um... Going... Insane. Uh. I am going insane from watching too many Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, it's been uh, a lot, and we're only halfway done. Technically over half. We're five-ninths done. You you agreed um, to this? Yeah, I did, and I mean, don't don't get me wrong. What comes next? <laughs> well, more than make up for this. Um, all right. So, hey everyone, how you doing? We watched Little Nicky. You knew that probably. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you're probably not just randomly going through clicking on episodes without looking at anything. Probably not. No, that's unlikely. Um, so yeah, we watched Little Nicky, and, um... How did you find the film, Chris? How did you find this cinematic adventure? Did you, did you, did you relate to it? Did you, uh, do you feel like you grew as a person watching it? Do you think that, uh, it taught you anything? No to all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I, did you enjoy the film? Did I ask that? I I don't know if you did. I, I don't have a. I don't. Well, the answer have, remains the same. The answer probably remains the same. I I I have a. I I have a complicated view of this movie. Mm. I think I, I don't. I don't really know where to place it. This is not a. There's nothing in this movie that's not... Watch your double negatives there. There's nothing in this movie that's not present in other movies that we've watched. Ozzy Osbourne? Um, Well, I mean, aside from (laughs) actors. There are some notable exceptions on actors here, actually. But themes and and material-wise, this is all pretty... Pretty par for the course at this point. Mm. Um, however, it's it's probably the tackiest that we've seen so far. By far, um, not just Adam Sandler, but maybe any movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the tackiest movie. Um, yeah, so it's probably the tackiest we've seen so far. But I can't. I can't really muster up like the the vitriol yeah, for this it movie. It's like it's almost too stupid to criticize. Yeah, like Billy Madison, I was more upset at that like yeah. for for just being like You were you were righteously indignant. Yeah, cuz it was just it was kind of, it was stupid and it was kind of a waste of time and I mean, I was like really mad a lot this month. <laughs> I'm trying to remember in order what we did. We it was did Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ups. I was mad at Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I actively hated every moment. I, I can't do that with this one. There, there's, there's some really bad jokes. Yeah. Um, same brand of bad jokes that that we've seen in in a lot of these movies so far. Um, you know. 
but there are actually some good ones. There, there are actually some things that work, which are are notable. Like there, there's some there's some moments that'll uh, stick with you, not for any good reasons, just for like novelty. Mm. Um, fucking. So, would you say on the whole that you're you're pretty down on this movie? When was the last time we did a movie that I nothinged? I nothing this movie. <laughs> this movie does not deserve my contempt. It does not earn my praise. <laughs> I, I am 100% middle of the road here. I, I, I'm not going to watch it again. Ever? No. Not... I mean, I'm not going to say if it's, like, on in the same room that I'm in, I'm going to, like... Leave the room in anger. Yeah, like, I'm, I mean, but but pretty much outside of circumstance leading me and this movie to be in the same place at the same time, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm not going to, like, actively seek it out. But it's not going to be because I'm, like, morally opposed. It's not going to be, like, how I will actively avoid anything involving Eight Crazy Nights or Grown Ups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's... It's not like that. It's just the, this movie, it, it comes and goes. It offers very little. Um, some outdated references mm. uh, to things where if, if you're nostalgic for the, the very early 2000s, you can be like, ah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... A little different from you. Uh-huh. I love this movie. Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, this movie, I think, is fun. I think it's funny. It's not good, but it's not supposed to be. Yeah. No, no, no one no one wrapped shooting on this for like, man, we just made a masterpiece of no, cinema. No, of course not. The movie is written, its sole purpose in life is to be funny. It's not trying to be good. It's not trying to be inspirational or exciting but or anything. Does it succeed? Yes, this movie's hilarious. Yes, <laughs> this movie is hilarious. It captures the feeling of the late '90s very well. Uh, it brings together. It does the old Sandler trick of bringing many, many random actors into the movie for novelty value because that's what Adam Sandler does. Yeah, and. And it works. This is the quintessential... This is the quintessential stupid Adam Sandler situational movie. This is the one. When you're like, yes, we're talking about movies with with Adam Sandler with ridiculous premises and stuff. This is the number one thing. This is the standard that he has set... For this type of movie. I think you and I hold the man to different standards. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll get into what... Because I, I have a version of this for for him. Like, I, I, have, I have a version of this movie. I think holding Adam Sandler to any standard other than the standard that Adam Sandler wants to be held to is kind of... 
not bad, but but kind of pointless. Like, yeah, but I I don't. What what I'm saying is, even for this kind of movie, mm-hmm. he's done better. Like what? Okay, so we're going to get into <laughs> this on the the back the the back half the, the back nine. The, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give too much here. Well, name one example. But name a better Adam Sandler stupid premise movie than this. The Wedding Singer. That's different. It's not. It's okay. Are are you considering stupid premise to be its own genre? Yes. I guess the Water Boy counts. Maybe we haven't seen it. We we also so like I've like we've seen I've, I know I've seen I'm sure you've seen the Water yeah, Boy. Yeah, I've seen it like way back. I've also seen like fucking Happy Gilmore way back. Yeah, which I remember. More fondly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't see none of these movies hold up today. Yeah, they really. That's don't. the whole thing. We, like we had, we had, we were excited to watch Billy Madison. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we were like, and, we were like I remember this one being one of the one of the better ones. Yeah, you know? none of these movies hold up today. Yeah, so the, the, so I really want to like. There's a million ass backwards things that were appropriate in the late '90s that are not appropriate now. Well, yeah, but it's not just that. Like, plenty of times it's just the the comedy itself. Many times it's just the writing, just the timing, just the 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 way it's Adam Sandler. The, but that's not an excuse. It's the only <laughs> excuse. That's we know that he can be funny. He's done really good funny shit before. This movie is not, in my opinion, well, it has moments. I, I will say that it probably has more moments than just about anything we've watched so far. Um, yeah, we've we've really put up some stinkers. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it... it but well, well, there's one in the middle that I'm missing. We did Eight Crazy Nights, we did Grown Ups... Last week we did Billy Madison. What else did we do? We did um, Eight Crazy Nights, Grown Ups, Billy Madison, and <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> I remember that being like the Des- oh anger Des- management, anger management. That's it. December's been a long month, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I, I would say. I don't know. Anger I, Management was like the only real movie out of those. Yeah. And I would, I would say that... I, I would put this in the real movie category of Anger Management. Mm, I'm going to have to staunchly disagree with what? you on that really? one. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still like... It still has a premise. I'm saying like... This movie doesn't exist outside of the Adam Sandler bubble. Like, you could put like Jim Carrey in Anger Management and it would still be funny. It would... Yeah, I, I you know, know what I mean. I guess. Um, I don't know with with this one. So I I can I cannot rob from it some some good jokes here and there. Some some good visual gags. Some comedic timing. The subject matter that they were working with kind of had them able to to cut loose a little bit more with like ridiculous sight gags. Mm-hmm. 
because they they were they were in sort of like a supernatural you know uh setting for a lot of the movie so i don't know but i i would i would chris this movie is funny just accept it i don't know i'm not because it's it's I laugh at this movie more than with it, and I, I rolled and I, I rolled through much of it. The line, the line doesn't exist. That's the whole point. <laughs> there is no like laughing at or with. It's just, it's just laughing. It's just laughter. You, the movie wants to be laughed at. I mean, I, eh. I, I don't know. Adam I'm, Sandler doesn't make movies for your approval. <laughs> Well, Sandler makes movies for money. <laughs> he makes movies for money and to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> Hang out with his friends. Even here. Like, even with this, like, that. there's a reason that there's, you know, 15 to 20 actors that are in every Adam Sandler movie. Uh-huh. And it's because he wants to just chill with his boys, make some mu- make some funny jokes, talk about poop, make millions of dollars, and have terrible reviews. And I, and that's just what he does. I don't think I admire the skull as much as you do. <laughs> I love it. All right, so all right. I, I the buy-in. Let, let let's take a director that we both unambiguously like. Okay. At least let let's we'll we'll throw an asterisk on that. Let's take a director that you and I both unambiguously like a significant portion of the output from. Okay. Kevin James. What? Ke- Sorry. Man, you're My worth- head's in the fucking <laughs> Sandler verse. <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> Not okay. Kevin James. Not renowned shill Kevin James. <laughs> This month has broken my brain. <laughs> Fucking hate this. We'll edit that um, in post. No, we won't. No. Fucking. Uh, uh, all right. So Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Okay. Yeah, you boy. Silent Bob. Kevin Smith these days has a very similar approach to making movies. That's where you're wrong. Yes, you're wrong. I don't know why, <laughs> but it feels very different. I don't think I don't know that Kevin Smith has earned the right to do that. I don't know, man. What has Kevin Smith not earned that Adam Sandler has? It's because Kevin Kevin Smith once made good things. Adam Sandler has never made anything okay. good. Now, now, when you're saying once made good things, I feel like you've made. I, I feel like you've created a bubble of like, this is the point in time which Kevin Smith was a good director, right. and you're separating it from other things for comedy because yes, this because starts with starts with Clerks, ends with Clerks two. In between that time. Terrible movies were made. You're not wrong. Jersey Girl correct. was made. Yes, that's that is that is factually correct. So I I don't think that there's been a skill curve anywhere here. I don't think that there's been a good directors a, make bad movies. We know that. Yes. So, but Adam but, Sandler is not good. But what I'm saying, he's not a director either. The the reason I draw a parallel here 
is because they are both very very idiosyncratic. They work with a limited number of actors. Uh-huh. And they both have seemingly almost no decision-making process on what they make. I mean, Tusk was made because of a joke made on a podcast with his friends about turning Justin Long into a walrus. And that's fine. All I'm saying is it seems very similar to the, hey, let's make a movie to make a movie. Similar, but not the same. Let, let's hang out and joke around with the friends. They're, they're really good. Robert Rodriguez also is very similar in this regard. Like, Robert Rodriguez has said in the past, I believe, and I know I'm paraphrasing here, but he more cares about making a movie than a good movie. <laughs> All I'm saying uh-huh. is that it's not like it's not like Adam Sandler ever sh- should have led you to expect anything else, right? No, disagree. He's made really good movies. We just the watched the first movie he ever made. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah, and then it got better for a while, and then it got worse. Like what? Define better. Like Wedding Singer. We'll we'll watch we'll watch Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer is a great movie. I think I remember. I've seen. It's been a long time, but The Wedding Singer is good. However, I don't know, man. But also, this is this is issuing a a a more. the more my point, which is it if what we're doing is reviewing movies, uh-huh, it shouldn't really matter the expectations I disagree people are at, implicitly in coming here, they want the our opinions on the movie, yeah and and usually. Well, we thought about it. Was it was it good? Was it bad? I'm not saying that you can review in a vacuum. Okay. Here's what I thought about it. Uh-huh. It was funny. Okay. Was it good? Was it bad? It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> you. Part of also reviewing movies, I think, uh-huh. if we want to get meta, uh-huh. is coming to the movie on its own terms. We've talked about this many times. Yes. Okay. The, and this movie, if you meet it on its own terms, knocks it out of the park. In I, my, I, in my I, opinion, I, I would have to disagree. Also, if there is any dividing line that you and I are staunchly on one side or the other of, it is probably the meeting a movie on its own terms line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, this is essentially our entire division along Speed Racer. <laughs> Well, um, they finally made a more visually tacky movie that was actually good, uh, and it was called Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The movie was really good. Yeah. Um, Tacky's not the right word. Just visually... It's a lot. Insane. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, but, so so I'm, I'm going to say, in regards to meeting a movie... On to I, I would say I mean, that's really the deciding factor here. I would say that you can't meet a movie if you one hundred percent of the time met a movie on its own terms, 
a movie would almost any movie would almost 100% of the time succeed no Dragon Ball Evolution would have succeeded no if you just incorrect met it on its own terms think about a movie like Suicide Squad uh huh even if you meet that movie on its own terms it's terrible I, I'm not sure where you're drawing a line here. I think the most you can hope to do is meet a movie halfway. Uh, and if it's not willing to come to you in some respect... I think you're splitting hairs. I don't know. Because... <laughs> don't know. And, and and this is... The, we're reviewing the review now, but... Good. Uh, this is where it should always end up. <laughs> I, it's not like... It's not a hundred percent... Like... You're being too black and white about it, I think. It's... This movie is is funny to me. Mm-hmm. I... I it's, it's about buy-in, I guess. Yeah. If a movie... And that's where really what it boils down to. If a movie can get you to buy-in, then you're more likely to be willing to meet it on its own terms. You're, you're likely to go further. Right. In order like... To, in, in, in meeting it halfway. Take, for instance, Hereditary. <laughs> Okay. If you view that movie, if you view any one to two scene sequence of that movie Uh outside of the context of the movie itself, it's not scary, it's not interesting, and it's it's pretty stupid, right? For the most part. Okay. I mean, and this is horror as a genre. Right. But just, it was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. However, when you view the context of the movie as a whole, it... Accomplishes what it set out to do flawlessly, I would say. In spades, it is unsettling, it is creepy, it is disturbing, it gives you blue balls, and it 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 does it does what it set out to do, right? Yes. So that is because you're buying into what the movie is selling almost immediately. I mean very right. quickly you become a part of that universe when you're watching that movie. Right. This is not like that. <laughs> Except it sets the bar for buy-in much closer to where you are and where you're starting out, in my opinion. Or maybe just where I'm starting out, personally. Possibly. I, I, I just... I can't I I can't personally reconcile maybe Adam Sandler does want me to have basement level expectations for him. Right. And he does. He told me. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not thinking I can't reconcile that being okay. <laughs> I just maybe this movie is not for you. <laughs> maybe Adam Sandler, maybe Adam is, not Sandler is not for me. But I, I, I don't know. Like at, at at the end of the day, like I, I do, I do agree. Like most of a movie being successful or not is whether or not you are willing to, as you said, buy in. Yeah, it's it's very much. I mean, the, this is this is the whole thing. Around suspension of disbelief and and ninety percent of what makes the machinery of 
of movie magic work. Like it 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 doesn't work without buy-in. So yes, I I agree with you there. I just you didn't buy into this movie. No, I didn't. And that's okay. <laughs> but that's why we can agree to disagree. Yeah. I think that this movie is a good time. It's fun. It's humorous. It's got some pretty good music, even though it uses it kind of weirdly. Hmm. Music is a thing that I'm I'm probably going to bring up here. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's, we couldn't get through a podcast episode without talking about the soundtrack, well, obviously. specifically, there's been something that I keep bringing up, but, like, privately to b- between you and I. Yeah. But I haven't Which been Which is really probably talking. not good. We should probably talk about this stuff on the podcast. Yeah, but, but like, you know, a lot of stuff, if it doesn't immediately occur to me at the time of recording, yeah. it's because it doesn't take priority. Right. It's like we don't have a format. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like that. Al- um, Almost. The, this, here, it mm-hmm. is important, I think. Mm-hmm. All of these movies, and I think I might have touched on this a little bit in the Grown Ups thing, but it's been in every single one of these movies. The amount of money that they are probably spending just to license, like, these little needle drop music cues Mm. from, like, pop and rock songs has to be insane. Like... It is. It it it's it's every single one of them. I, I would say anger management probably had the least, but it still had. It like, still wasn't none. Yeah, I mean, th- there was even a. It was more because there was a Hollywood score, like an orchestral score, in some of that movie. Yeah, and I mean, there there's you know there's there's little bits of of you know like like you know actual score work and and all the stuff. It mostly takes a back seat, and it's kind of Adam Sandler's a man who loves work. rock music. Yeah, but. But, but this, the, the sheer amount of, of songs, like, being used just as, as needle drops, I don't think, the last movie I saw that had this many needle drop music cues was uh, Suicide Squad, to bring up a movie we've already, bring up, mm. we've already brought up. And that's just because the first, like, four minutes... Uh, actually no way longer than that like the first 30 minutes of that movie yeah. are nothing but fucking uh, like like that like upfront and 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 very noticeable god that movie was trash yeah it was but so was Aquaman <laughs> but uh so, so it's still on my mind so so just it, it is it is disconcerting. I, I'm I'm wondering how it fits into the to the Happy Madison paper trail <laughs> as it goes. But like, there's liking music and liking you know pop music and rock music and and top forties and whatnot, and then going this far out of your way, spending this much money, like blowing this much of your budget. Surely on this one thing. Surely on having like twelve to fifteen like recognizable music cues in this. Like and and like in this case, like a bunch of them were just on the the 
end credits thing. Mm. <laughs> like usually, usually there'll be like one license song. If there's going to be a license song in the end credits, there'll be like one license song, and then after that, it'll switch over to like score type stuff. What do you think this movie costs to make? You're going to be way too low, no matter what you guess. I, I, I was going to highball it just Go based on it. just based on using a lot of New York scenery. Uh-huh. Possibly filming in New York, but not I'm not 100% sure on that. Mm. Um, but using a lot of New York scenery and, and name drops and the music budget and the acting budget, I'm going to say fucking... Let's go twenty million. Yeah, I knew up. You, you you're not even gonna come close. Fifty million. <laughs> More than fifty million dollars was spent on this. Eighty-five million dollars. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> it's tax dodge, man. It is one hundred. This might be the. A tax this dodge. might be the first. This might be like someone between the wedding singer and this was like, "Hey, man, you know you can use films for tax evasion." And Adam Sandler was like, "Really? You know you can just con the public?" Yeah. <laughs> Because this is this is definitely like oh my god yeah eighty five million <laughs> you want to know what it uh, what it what it grossed in its entire run I'm gonna guess it's one of those numbers that I said before did it did it make back no okay no <laughs> no fifty eight million Jesus yeah yeah I mean so the the music cues in this one. Make a little bit more sense to me because I, I for some reason, even though this is going way back for me, um, I, I kind of remember the marketing lead up to this movie. Mm. Um, my brothers were very excited to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like sixteen and I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember, but they they were they were in their their late teens. When this movie came out, and I remember they were very excited to see it, um, and and it's very much like like the the all of the music cues here consist of like Ozfest staples and, and like uh, alternative rock early two thousands like like you know hip stuff. There's there's Foo Fighters, there's Filter, there's Disturbed, there's Deftones. Fucking Ozzy plays a very prominent role in in the background of this movie. It's you know it's so maybe that was like a marketing decision. Like they they knew their demographic and and you know they they were like let's just put in as many of these as we can. We'll cut them into the trailer. We, you know we'll sell the soundtrack because at that point in time, for some reason, movie soundtracks were like big shit. <laughs> You had Will Smith making songs for his movie. You had Kevin Smith. Yep, said it right that time. You had Kevin Smith, who was teaming up with, like, Afro Man and shit. Like, for some reason, movie soundtracks were a big part of the... the well, yeah, because this is when people bought CDs. Yeah, so... I don't know, so, so maybe it was a... Maybe with this one, it was an advertising thing. Maybe this is the movie where they stumbled upon the tax evasion. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
think it's funny. It's all right. That's just me. The thing where they cover him, the, the dude in bees. Henry Winkler? Yeah, where they cover Henry Winkler in bees. Yeah. That's, that, that was a really good joke. That's probably the that's probably the best joke in the movie. It, it, it's just, it's very well delivered. Timing's good. Ronnie Dangerfield's in this. Yeah, he's funny. He's great. He's always funny. Fucking miss that dude. Yeah. Oh. We're going to talk about the... Um, the, the the thing right at the end the 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 little gut punch oh mm. no mm. I mean we miss you Chris Farley we're delving into the man's psyche it came up yeah this is this is a prominent point he well, hired a whole nother person to deal with this <laughs> Well, I think this came out like I think the pro the probably this was in post production when Chris Farley died. Yeah. So I think that I'm, was a little shout out to him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that it was. There's uh there there's there's a small bit. If you uh if you haven't seen recently and and don't remember the the classic little Nicky, um there's a there's a scene at the end where they talk about Chris Farley uh, being an aerobics instructor in heaven yeah that, that uh, an angel falls in love with mm-hmm. it's just in like a little like not post credit sequence but like and a, the little like where are they now yeah like, like recap at the end of the movie yeah so yep yeah he he's de- definitely like. Was, there were best that, friends, was a little bit, yeah, yeah it, was mean, a little, it was it was like a gut punch. Like I felt that one. Like I was like, oh, like we should be doing Farley Month instead. God, we should. <laughs> but like no, no matter no matter what. Why is it the good ones that die and the terrible ones that live <laughs> and make pixels? Yeah. Um. I I don't know. Like if nothing else, this month. It hasn't softened any of my opinions on Adam Sandler. I I do feel a larger amount of empathy for the man I found. Mm. Like, like he's just a guy. He's just a dude trying to trying to fleece the public with bad movies and and live his best life. <laughs> I mean, it's not fleecing if you have fun. If he has fun, or if other if, people if, have fun. If we have fun. I don't know anyone who had fun with Pixels. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes. I haven't. It's really bad. <laughs> well, maybe we should watch that one, too. Maybe we will. Maybe. It's my choice now. Yeah. The tide has turned. The ball is in my court. <laughs> I can't wait to see what curated <laughs> charcuterie board of Adam Sandler movies you're you're ready to uh, to present with the most critical eye. I am hoping to 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 present some to present some selections, some choice cuts, um, USDA approved. Not not entirely of of the four movies. I'm hoping to prevent to to present at least two selections. Of a director maybe knowing Adam Sandler a little bit better than Adam Sandler knows Adam Sandler. 
maybe a director being able to cut through the wall of ego that Adam Sandler puts between himself and the movies that he implicitly writes. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's a nice little tease. Mm. Well, well, tune in. Yeah, for us. Sandler month part two. <laughs> Running as fast as we can towards the light. <laughs> the light is Adam Sandler. <laughs>